0: But when we talk about cultural or cultural differences and things like that, it's always I always will ask like, what does that mean? Because uh, it could mean so many things.
1: This is Aaron May.
2: I'm John Henry Forster, and this is awkward. Silence. Silence.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Awkward Silences. Today, we're continuing our conversation on international research with the person who literally wrote the book on it. Her book's called International User Research, available on Amazon.com. And we are here with Chui Chui Tan. She's the founder and director of Bayo Global and has consulted for many, many companies, helping them up their international research game companies like Spotify, Marriott, Sauna, Google, Clark's the Shoe People and many, many more. So we are thrilled and delighted to have you here sharing your expertise and experience with us, Chuy, Chuy Thank you. Thanks for having me. J.H. is here too.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot to dig in on this one. So I think it's going to be a, a fun conversation.
1: Fantastic. So let's uh, let's start digging in. Chuy, Chuy tell us, let's just start from the beginning. What does international research mean to you?
0: right um so international research so a lot of time people when people think about it is they will think about you know like any research like user research or market research but to do with international so it's kind of like Mm. you go to um a country and then you talk to the local people and that is it that's an international research but to me there there's much more than that um so from, from my point of view is that you can see that on three levels. So I mentioned about market research, which um, very often is more focused on um, what people want and most of the time it's more larger scale of um, user representatives. And It's good, and they give you information before you go into the market. Um, But then sometimes the data could be often lack of the behavioral elements. And this Mm -hmm. is where it will bring us to the second level, um, where we talk about user research. So it's more focused on the behavioral aspect, you know, like understanding how people do things, and we look into their journeys, and we look into their pain points and frustration and things like that. So they are all good, and they are very useful. for international research or in general user research or such. Mm-hmm. But um, what is more important when it comes to international research for me is that it's the cultural aspect, you know, the cultural research, research to it. So it's, it's to do with the why bit, you know, the root of why people in certain countries behave the way they behave or why they have certain attitude towards certain things and um, the cause of the of it, like what is um, influencing those behavior and attitude and motivations as well um but when we talk about cultural or cultural differences and things like that it's always i always will ask that what does that mean because mm-hmm. uh, it could mean so many things is that to do with um, their language or to do with their traditions or you know what does that mean we always say oh their culture their, their culture is so different from us but um, in what way and how does that influence kind of research you know how how does that influence a business decisions on your products or your business hmm. so to me i always talk about um you know it's actually bigger than just um, the tradition and custom but also when i go in to do a research for uh, to our customers or clients um we look into technology uh, and infrastructure setup for example or their economic setting, or um, their, even their history influences, like how their history is influencing how they behave and their their attitude. Um, or sometimes even the genetic build as well, because that is going to actually influence how your product is being designed or how your shop is going to be um, uh, uh, being organized or things like that. So to me, there are a lot of different things on that. Um, yeah, yeah there
1: it, there is yeah. a, a lot <laughs> between the market and the UX and the cultural and the cultural, what you're saying yeah. is the most important. It's like, oh, we're just going to figure out why everyone does all of these things in this culture and why they're doing it. No big deal. How do you do that? <laughs> you know, and like. <laughs> Where do you start with, do you start with the market, then the UX, then the cultural? Do you, what are you doing before you go to a place versus kind of observing in real life there? How do yeah. you get to that good stuff on why is this culture this way and what is this way?
0: Yeah. So, um, so actually that is, that's is a really interesting thing because, um, when we talk about, so when, whenever we, I approach clients, when it comes to us and we decided, okay, we need to understand a bit more of our customers in this market or this region the first thing i will ask is like well first of all how much you already know already and um, about that market and so it's like what what um is your ultimate objectives you are trying to achieve or goals like is that because you wanted to define your um your design strategy for your products um, or are you Mm -hmm. just want to know the general um idea about you know about how people listen to music like where do we even start you know like understanding where you want to get to and then normally then we will get that to getting the right approach on doing that but one thing is really important and what we what i feel like is kind of lacking in a lot of people when they go into the market uh, research is that um you know you it's important to think about what other elements might be actually influencing um the behavioral behaviors attitude like we talk about motivation of the people in terms Mm -hmm. of that industry. So I give you an example. Um, So and last year I was in Japan for a few uh, a period of time, but it was for two clients in Spotify and Asana and it sounds like oh we are just going in to understand the japanese market right it sounds like okay both both con- uh, both companies want to know the same, the same thing but actually when we go in it's actually very um, you have to go in with a bit of different mindset for example asana mm-hmm. being a work management tool you might want to go in and think about okay what are the elements that the culture elements that we talk about would actually influence um the the use of the products, you know. Um, so um, for example, hierarchical um elements um that in Japan hierarchy is extremely important in their corporate culture and the status, like how members interact with each other and then how they expect others to interact with them um, in the same mm-hmm. level and the, the higher level. And all of those is going to influence how um, people use a tool like Asana and then what does that mean to Asana? whereas all these two things i just talked about nothing to do with spotify right like they don't really care about hierarchical they don't really care about to certain extent the, the decision by mm-hmm. consensus so what are the other things that you have to think about you know it's more about media and attitude towards paying and subscriptions and you know there are different mm-hmm. things that you need to look into when you um when you go into the market
1: and do you or businesses have a good sense of what those things are heading into a new market or do you discover those in the field as you get to know the culture better?
0: Um, it's a lot of time is um, sometimes when you go in, yes, you will learn um, these things by um, listening into what people say and talk about because all these things might not come up just directly being told directly by the the people that you're interviewing, they're not going to tell you. We are very hierarchical, um, you know, and <laughs> right. we have to do it. it's just by them talking about it, and you have mm. to know how to put them together. You have to know what bit is important to to form a very very good stories. To depending on how much a researcher know about that, and um, knowing in advance normally is useful because then you wouldn't be going in with a empty table and and then mm-hmm. trying to fill everything with by um, it's just by going into the market and say okay we will see what we get um mm-hmm. and might might you might not get as much information as you want
2: I think right. Um, right. the way you frame this it's been a little bit unique from what we've heard maybe from some other folks is like just acknowledging culture is such a broad word like you can't go in and just like understand an entire culture it's just like too much and so the idea of Well, what aspects of the culture are like most specific or relevant to this research and trying to be a little bit more dialed in? um, It's just Mm -hmm. like it's like really smart. uh, It's I don't think we've heard it phrased that way. And it it, uh, really resonates.
0: Yeah, it's really important because otherwise you're just thinking about cultural difference, yeah. And then and then and what, you know, like going in, there's so many things that you can find out. You know, even even when we analyze data, even we have a bit of insight about oh, what we might look into. A lot of time when we go in and you just listen to to them talking or you always will still come up with a lot of insight that, oh, we never thought about that. But actually that bring in that tie in with what we knew and then you know like bringing everything together because sometimes one element doesn't influence how they do it we've done uh, a, a lot of
1: research in another country we've spent some time we've spent some budget we have a lot of questions how do you know if you've done a good job doing international research what does success look like
0: um a success look like is well, to me, when you feel like you're actually getting um, the right and accurate full stories of um, the, the 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 market or the people that you're talking to, so um, in in that sense, it's kind of like very much depending on. You know, how you ask the questions like we talk about, uh, we touched on um, earlier and how you know what questions to probe more into, because sometimes um, there's possibilities that you come out and then you say, OK, they talk about this and they talk about that. But actually, we didn't have a very solid idea of why they're behaving the way they behave like that, um, mm-hmm. because the why bits, like as we talked about earlier, is kind of really important because people's behavior would change. Um, in some markets they will change quicker than other markets um, and knowing what is driving their behavior at this moment and what you know we talk about the cultural elements as well is, is kind of driving the behaviors then you can actually um, be more prepared in the future you are not just preparing for what they are doing now mm-hmm. so to me, to define whether or not um, a project is a success is, is, is very much to do with how you use your output, right? So it's a lot of time people say, oh, we have this research, we have 120 pages um, report <laughs> and all these insight. It's really interesting to read. And of course, when you go into a new um, new market or you do a research internationally, you always will learn something new. Which you find interesting, always will be. But it's just like we talked about earlier about money and you know how much you, you, you spend and then how much you're getting. That balance has to be right, right? Mm-hmm. You have to get a, a, enough information to say, okay, um, you spend 50, 60K or whatever amount, and then say, okay, I'm, we're learning just this. Or actually, you're learning the whole story, which could be as a frame framework for you to define all your strategy and roadmap in the future.
2: All right. A quick, awkward interruption here. It's fun to talk about user research, but you know what's really fun is doing user research. And we want to help you with that.
1: We want to help you so much that we have created a special place. It's called userinterviews.com slash awkward for you to get your first three participants free.
2: We all know we should be talking to users more. So we went ahead and removed as many barriers as possible. It's going to be easy. It's going to be quick. You're going to love it. So get over there and check it out.
1: And then when you're done with that, go on over to your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review, please. So You're talking about, right? Like you, you spent like, let's say 50 K is, you know, a medium amount of money, a lot for some companies, not a lot for others, but you know, yeah. and then You want to get you know a medium or larger amount of value back out how do you think about that in terms are there specific milestones or a kind of usage or we spent this much money but then we built this product that earned us this much money you know how do you think about whether the usefulness the output was big enough relative to the investment
0: Yeah, I think it's it's very hard to measure research, really, like whether Mm -hmm. in terms of research or international research um, specifically. Uh, I think in this industry, it's quite hard to say, okay, um, this is going to bring you um, 20% of the sales or whatever because after the research, you have a lot of things happening in between to make that happen, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, measuring research is quite an interesting topic. But to me, to define whether you get a good insight out of that is to go back to what objective you're trying to achieve and did you achieve that objective. So, for example, sometimes a client comes and says, we need to know what our our business strategy um, should be in this country. Like, should we allocate some budget on these new propositions or should we actually think um, um, not doing that, but actually spend the money for marketing Strategy. So, sometimes it's about budget um, allocations and setting up your your business or marketing strategy, but sometimes it's about your product's roadmap. So, you need to know for these countries, do I need to create some specific features just for this country, or should, can we they share between different regions, or can mm-hmm. we do that? And sometimes validating a um, um, an idea or um, or understanding. Should we partner up with um, different different businesses or partners so that we can be a bit more exposed and promoted, uh, promote our brand more. So it's very different objectives, right? Mm -hmm. So after your research, when you do your research, you have to understand what kind of questions you need to ask, what kind of approaches you use so that you know, whatever you're coming up with will help you to answer those questions.
2: When, um, I think when we phrased the question around, like, you know, you spend 50 K on this research, how do you know if it was worth it? I think that's framed very much from like an ROI perspective. And I think you kind of correctly pointed out that that can be hard to calculate. Like how do you draw the line between research and, you know, sales and stuff? Uh, I think the other way you can look at research, I think this probably goes more generally, but he's like, what's the cost of being wrong in this area, right? So if it's like Mm -hmm. changing a settings page that's not used very often, like the cost of getting it wrong where the experience isn't perfect, is probably pretty low. And so like your willingness to spend is probably pretty low. But if it's like, mm-hmm. this is the core feature of the app, and if we don't get this right, nobody's gonna use it, or we're gonna have a, t- a churn problem, then the cost of being wrong is really high, right? So it might not give you the exact yeah. amount you can spend, but it gives you some reference to kind of go off of, at least in terms of like order of magnitude.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I just wrote a project um, with a, a client as well, is that they went in to have um, two or three propositions. They say, we are going to do that in this um, market um, and this region, actually, um, in Latin America. And then it was, it's quite, quite, it's actually based on the data they have and the, you know, the, the local insight they have as, um, as a locals being in that, that country and things like that but actually we did the research and everything all three of them are not valid um completely like people just don't care um, or people just not going to you know it's not something relevant to them it was very surprising because if they actually didn't do the research and we didn't do that properly then they might actually spend so much money and time Further validating that, as well as developing that um, that proposition, which is going to cost them a lot, and then not getting the money back as well. Um, so yeah, that's very, very fair point that GH um, that you mentioned.
2: What are just to switch gears a little? Um, you know, when you're when you actually travel and you're on site and you know and you're in a new country, like what are some rules of thumb? Like, do you have like a certain amount of time you typically like to spend there to you know absorb and, and get a sense of the culture? Um, do you have like things you like to do to kind of, you know, pick up on, you know, how people there actually live? Like, do you have like kind of like a little playbook when you land in a new place to get familiar or is it different depending on where you are?
0: Um, yeah, I think, I think that some are always like um, immerse yourself to it as well, because I see so many people go to a country to do research. They just, they just go to do the research, um, and not really immerse themselves into, um, other, um, the, the, you know, the, how the locals live and the, the other things that is going to influence that. And sometimes you might don't think that um, you might think, oh, my my products or the things that I am exploring is just very niche, or uh, I won't see much even I explore. But that is so not true because sometimes you might be able to see other things and say, ah, this might link to other things. Um, so <clears throat> for me, it's kind of um, I always well if I can. I will spend a few days a day or two a bit at the beginning in the middle or, or at the end of to, to actually go out to um take the public transport or go to places um, that i i local will go to um talking to people is really useful as well being friendly and when you get out there you talk to anyone that you can meet in terms of you know people on the street or sometimes um, taxi drivers or Um, whoever like they always have stories to tell and you can observe how they do that i think one of the things that um this is kind of off topic slightly but to me you know being researcher is one thing being international or cultural researcher is a different thing for me because it's kind of like the you have it's a skills that you can it's hard to train that's why you need to get the right people if you have a team so, for example, if if two people go on holidays, just on holidays, one people can just go on holidays and enjoy the city break or whatever. The other person might be, oh, this is interesting they do this, or this is interesting they do that, and I wonder why they do that. Or you know, you will start questioning: is it because of the 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 cultural elements that we talk about? Is that to do with economy? Is that to do with their history, or to do with you know? the social interactions they have because they are collective society. And then you can start asking questions and asking questions will help you to find those answers and whether you are in the, in a research mode or whether you are in the outside personal, mm-hmm. private um, yeah. time. You're yeah, reminding yeah. me of, there's this book, I want to say it's Roland
1: Bart, but you're bringing me back to my college days about <laughs> going to Japan for the first time where, you know, literally the signs, don't make sense if you don't know the language, right? <laughs> you can't sort of get there. And how do you interpret meaning um, in an environment so different? And you're making me think of that just in terms of, you know, what are the skills and the kind of appetite for discovery that it takes to be good at this kind of work, right?
0: Yeah. Mm. See, sometimes you can train that and sometimes it's someone have to want to do that. Uh, yeah. So, and I work with um, like, in, like very very experienced researcher before UX researcher, and it's kind of like really hard for them to pull that out as well. It's like, but you interview ten people; they are all international. Like, can you can you think about things that you could, um, you know, like find the differences or similarities and things like that? Um, and it surprised me um, all, all all the time is that sometimes it's hard for them yeah. to do that
2: there's a, um, there's a book I've been meaning to read. I think it just came out and it's called the art of noticing. And it's like 131 ways of helping Mm -hmm. you be more, you know, present and creative and observational just as you go through normal life. And it feels like that type of thing would be, uh, kind of relevant to what you're saying. Cause it's like, it is hard to almost, it's, it's hard to even almost speak to like, what are those little intuitions or those little curiosities or observations that somebody who's really good at this and doing it for a long time, like what do they have that a newer person might Mm. not? And like, how do you teach those is, um, it does not make like a real challenge.
0: No, and sometimes you can train them. And if they are in the environment that, you know, they're doing that, everyone in or everyone is doing that and um, you can start to pick that up. But sometimes some people just not built on that way and that is fine, you know, um, but yeah, uh, but I think curiosity is and noticing things and asking why I think is really important for um, cultural um, researcher.
1: So you talked about this a little bit, but with, you know, given the kind of learning curve and how difficult it is to teach and, and get good at this kind of work, um, what are the outputs that, that show that you have been successful? You talked about, you know, kind of having clear objectives from the stakeholders from the outset, right? And, and does that get used, but are there, um, you know, examples mm-hmm. you can point to or stories, you know, you've seen from some of your consulting work over the years, uh, where you've seen or not seen that research really be put to to good use.
0: So for example, um in clocks, so we used to do research in for clocks and we were focusing more on the digital replatforming um, website um aspect. But we went out to China and we do research and in China, people love the brands, and we went out to observe and talk to people. And But they are not selling as much in China. The reason for that is because, um, you know, in, in clerk shoes, they care a lot about the kids' um, size, on the width and the length. Um, but actually, what happened in, in Asia is that for Chinese kids and in Asia in general, the baby and kids have a thicker fit um so that's another dimension that um class didn't measure um, so they kind of having brought that in to say okay we want to buy the the customers want to buy them but kids just couldn't fit that in so they kind of bring that into their design um sections and say okay what you should do on that um area as well um i talked about um merit before um as well that we work in we went to China um, because we did a lot of research throughout different continents for for um, um, fifteen to twenty con- countries in in the last um, eight years I was working with them. But then at the same time, we at, at one point we decided mm-hmm. to focus on in China very specifically, and we went in and we do. A lot of research and redesign and test it, and then uh, have a lot local elements on that. And in China at the time, merit was kind of seen as very high, a bit more high-end um, brand because, and hence people were expecting the brand um, language to be a bit high-end and mm-hmm. dark colors, and you know, a bit luxury feeling. So that tested well in that, and then we say, okay, now let's move on to. Um, that's part of one of the elements. Of course, there are other elements that we found is that, you know, um, uh, like um, package holidays um, is kind of quite interesting for them. And um, people would like to have package holidays. So they kind of have kind of considered that as a strategy. And then we went into... Um, Spanish-speaking country that is including um, Latin America as well as um, Spain. But in these countries, it found that actually the luxury feeling doesn't work anymore. People feel like it just doesn't match to the brand propositions they have in these countries, because in this country, the brand um, tiers that they have is a bit lower. Bear in mind, mm. this is before they acquire, um Sheraton as well. Um, so the kind of people perception about merit is slightly different from what they have in in China. So it's kind of Mm. the luxury tones doesn't really work as well anymore. Um, And then we went to Germany and the similar things that happened, but then other things we talk, I talk about the package holiday in Asia and then in Europe, for example, in Germany and people think more about city break because we have weekends and then where we want to go in, in France or in Amsterdam or, you know, like very close by. So the, the, the content you have on the website might have to change slightly because that is how you might want to sell it more because passion holiday doesn't make sense and then weekend holidays make sense here but then weekend holiday might not make sense in China because that is not how they travel in in, um, in that kind of context so within this kind of research even it, it about the website there are so many elements it's about the brand propositions and about the design and you know about small things about the icons and formatting like how you mm-hmm. go about designing um, small elements that actually brings me to um a, a, a side topic ish but it is still to do with cultural yeah. differences as well yeah go for it um so i i i can um i talk about this in my talk and things like that is that i always see that as three level of culturalizations when you comes to designing for international um Um, audiences so first one is the fundamental Um, so the fundamental is about things that you shouldn't do wrong Mm -hmm. and couldn't do wrong because it will offend them Uh, whether it's geopolitical or political related or religions for example um, a typical example is kind of you know Zara um, uh, uh, last last year or the year before is kind of um, being banned or um or China, China government was acquired them to, to apologize because they actually have accidentally put um, um Taiwan and Macau as a country, but actually mm-hmm. it's a um yeah, it's a region as such um location. So that kind of fundamental um elements that you shouldn't do wrong because you don't want to offend them. Um and then once you get that right, then another level that is the basic. So the basic to me is kind of um for example the payment methods that you know what people might might need uh they prefer um and you get it right and offer them to them or it could be um the formatting of names like first name first or last name first in asia and um, i think recently japan ministry minister have actually saying we insist that we our all, all our political leaders we want to be referenced with our last name first because that is our um, that's what we respect you know in our culture. so um, international journalists or whatever whoever who report anything should actually respect that as well. So it's understanding that and then when you refer them um, in your emails or whatever or when you design your forms, then you need to make sure that forms design is, is the right way around. Mm-hmm. So small things like that that is the basic you know um, getting the icons right, getting the language right. So that's the basic thing you have to get right. It will get you to a certain area. And then the last part is the the, the, the detail. Mm-hmm. The detail is the hard bits that we have been talking about, you know, all the small details about how you go about doing this and how you're going to go about um, making yourself even stand out from, from other people. Um, so that is going to be the research bits that you're going to uh, help you to define that, to make you... Um, more innovative as such and also match to what exactly what your customers need so for me the three cultural uh, three levels of culture culturalization is how i normally will you know it's funny because
1: like everyone we want to get to the the details into the kind of top of the pyramid right to the the fully realized ideal but i think and i don't know if this is your point but it's sort of in defense of table stakes, right? Like you have to get the foundational stuff, right? Or the rest of it doesn't matter, right? If you've, if you've offended everyone in the country, mm-hmm. yeah. no one cares that you're, you know, meeting their oh, issue <laughs> case. So I think that's really important to first things first and start with, mm-hmm. start kind of from the bottom foundational stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I have been thinking about, you know, using the cupcake cupcakes um, metaphor that I see um, research, you know, customer experience or customer experience research mm-hmm. as the base of the cupcake. So you need to get it right you, so that you get the fluffiness right, you get the texture right, you know, so that people have good experience and you do the right research for that and then with within that the international cultural elements is the toppings of the cupcakes so you want to make it even better and you kind of spring spring the um you have the sprinkles and toppings or creams or whatever that you have on top and that is the international elements Mm -hmm. you want to on top of that and sometimes um, some toppings might share certain elements from one country to the others um, in certain elements. So um, like um, Russian might be sharing certain things with um, the, the, British sets, um, in certain elements, um, but then in other aspect, they might be completely different in, in certain ways. So it's kind of like finding the right things to, to put it on top so that you actually come up with a good cupcakes that serve the general experience as well as serve the whole international cultural, um, mm. elements of the experience.
2: Nice. I like that. Delicious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what's um just as a like a quick one uh what's been your like favorite uh trip you've done for research is there like a place or an uh, experience that was
0: <laughs> that's a tough questions um i enjoy every single trip that i go to because every time that's why i love my job right because every single time you go on and you kind of enjoy you learn always learn something that you never um expected or you learn something you ex- experience certain things that you never experienced um certain countries because you are more used to, to the culture and you understand bit more so it might be feels like less interesting for you but actually for me and um, but actually they are all really different from one another so um yeah i'm sorry i probably couldn't give you oh this is the one um the best or this is not
1: Thanks so much for joining us, Chui-Chui. This was uh, very interesting and educational. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for listening to Awkward Silences, brought to you by User Interviews.
2: Theme music by Fragile Gang.
1: Editing and sound production by Carrie Boyd.